Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Romans 16. Romans 16. Let's do it. This is the end of Paul's letter. He's giving personal greetings. And before we dive into the letter, he, he commends a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. So real quick, off the top of your head, if you had to write a letter and it was like going to be in the Bible, I know it's not, nothing's added to the scriptures, don't email me. Right. If you were going to write a biblical letter, who would you write it to? Or let's not even do that. What would you I say? Don't, I don't know. You can't talk about everything in the Bible. It's got to sure. be like a specific, this is one thing I want to pass on to you, fellow Christians of Tilden or Pella or <laughs> Long Beach, wherever, wherever you're writing this letter to, the church yeah. of, what would you say? That's a loaded question. I feel like you've thought about this. You answer first. I thought about it walking over here. Okay, well, that's more than me. So you go first. What would you say? <laughs> what came to my mind was when Paul was writing it. to Timothy. Okay. He basically told him, I commend you for what you're doing. Continue to take what's been passed on to you. Okay. And keep doing it. Okay. And Paul always uses the imagery of a race and a, and a life like well-lived, a race well, well run. Mm. I would just talk about plotting. Like life is a marathon. Yeah. Establish holy habits and keep doing it. Mm. It's going to be boring. You're going to do it on repeat. Mm-hmm. Every morning, every noon, every night. Mm-hmm. But that is the kicker to like abiding in God is just creating intentional space. Bathroom, apostles' creed yeah. time, like that kind of stuff. I would say pick your times where you are intentionally following God mm. through prayer, through community, through worship and singing and scripture and do it on repeat. Mm. That's it. So it's absolutely nothing new, but that's, I think, was what I would want to pass on to the next generation of Christians is it's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's not always There's like, not a secret. There's no yeah. secret. There's no formula. It's just abiding and doing this on repeat mm. over and over for a lifetime. Mm. That's what I would say. I don't know. What's coming to my head, I guess, is just... Um, kind of making a linkage between who God has been and who God has been with me and then who God inevitably has to be with you, like people that would be reading it in the future. And why I say that is because I think that there are times, whether it's in the boring stuff and the daily stuff or in the mountaintop where it's like we yin and yang. And I, one of the attributes of God that I am just most, um, that I just most admire and long for in my life, but I just really love about who God is, is his consistent faithfulness. Mm. And so just giving, I think that's a really clear message that I would want to give. Give them the picture of even in my life, but also maybe in my parents' life or in generations before me, like not without... um kind of putting due diligence into that. Like, hey, this is who God was. And that's kind of a little bit of what Paul does in in recounting some of those stories and scriptures. But the Israelites did that so well too. They would say, you know, Yahweh rescued us and redeemed us and we remember him in this way. Yeah. Anyway, and so I think that's maybe where I would go, but that's a good, that's a fun question to think about. Yeah. All right. So uh, the reason I ask is right when you pick up in verse one, Mm -hmm. he's talking about the deacon, deaconess, uh, Phoebe who carried the letter from Paul yep. to the church in Rome. Yep. And then he just unloads on a number of different people yeah. and names and kind of their position. But really what this list is talking about is ordinary, normal people yes. who are faithful mm-hmm. and hold different positions All kinds of pl- in yes, the church, jobs. in politics, mm-hmm. in the economy. You know, because some of them, a lot of them have Roman names. So clearly yes. they were not Christians when they mm-hmm. were born. And some are uh, prisoners. And for... some are prisoners. <laughs> and so it's just like the ordinary faithful Christian life is good. But the mm. heart of what Paul is saying comes at the very end. 
And let me read verses 17 through 20, and I'll kind of share just in that little snippet what stands out to me. Okay. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. And so what stands out to me here is that I have a Venn diagram in my head. Venn diagram, if you don't know, is a circle (laughs) and then another circle that intersect. And so there's a portion of that where they intersect. It's like a blue circle and a red circle. And then where they intersect is purple. I feel like in these communities Paul is talking about is like the truth community and the unity community. Mm. And... Oftentimes, we can have people who are all about truth, 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 truth. Hmm. They can be Bible thumpers. They can sure. be people that are like, this is right, this is wrong, it's black and white, you're going to hell, I'm going to heaven, whatever. Right. Then the, the unity people are more, let's not worry so much about what book. is right and wrong, yeah. let's belong, yeah. let's welcome, let's be here. And Paul's writing to this church, basically warning them on both sides, hmm. saying you have to have both. Mm-hmm. If you have truth without unity, you're not kind, you're, ex- like rat- you're, you're exclusive in an ungodly way. If you are all about unity but have no truth, the morality is out the window real fast. Yeah. So he's saying you have to have truth and hmm. unity, and you have to guard them against you know, being isolated from one another, yeah. divorced from each other. Mm-hmm. You need truth and unity. And so that comes from studying scriptures with other people together together yes you know i kind of we're doing now we're talking about it we're talking to you and it's vital that we look at the scriptures and then church history how things were handled and then through the lens of the death and resurrection of christ making sense of how these things guide us today in 2023 Mm -hmm. and so that's that's a very important part because what he gets at here too is that there's smooth and flattering talk that deceive people right and it can this christian Christian, there's sex of Christianity that are no different than Hollywood, where it becomes a, a performance. It becomes a show. Sure. It becomes a look at us, and this is so cool, and we're claiming these things, and we're going to say what you want to hear, and then the following grows because who who doesn't want to have a large following? That sounds nice, yeah. But when you have truth and unity, you're going to get shot at from both sides, mm-hmm. right? And it's not that those who hold truth and unity can't have a large following, it's just that there's going to be checks and balances along the way if you're in real community and in real relationship that will guard against flattering right. and deceptive speech. Mm-hmm. And if you're alone, that's a dangerous spot to be. Yeah. But when you do it together, we're here. And I think the whole secret flattering speech, people that go after one another secretly are probably often doing the things they're raging against. And yep. that's for the Lord to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Right, for but, the Lord uh, to deal with. But yeah. Be wise in what is good. Mm-hmm. Spend your time focusing on what is true and authentic and, and real. Yeah. Um, That's actually where I landed too, a different section of it. So fun to talk about it together again. Um, what verse specifically? So verse 19, the very beginning says, yeah. for your obedience is known to all hmm. so that I rejoice in you. So I love that because so often you do stuff and it's like, does any, like, what am I just doing this to like, cause someone has to do this. Like, and Paul is is literally saying, like, because of how you've lived, you, mm-hmm. but more than that, 
your God is known to all. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. then you know that really we understand that the obedience here is flowing from faith. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like obedience from your own will, but it's obedience from believing in the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. And so as I sat in that for a little bit, we're all doing stuff all the time throughout the day. And so to actually question, you know, what is my motivation for what I'm doing? Is it because of hurts from my past? Is it because of my family of origin? Is it out of love for my neighbor? Is it because of faith? Is it because of fear? Like, why am I doing what we're doing? Because people are watching and Mm -hmm. because your obedience, whether it's to yourself, unto the Lord, whatever it is, is going to be known by others, good, bad, whatever it looks like. And so just kind of a, an opportunity to sit in the first part of that verse 19 and just ask like, okay, Lord, there's a quote that we, I, I did look it up. There's a quote from a pastor slash psychologist or counselor, and he's quoting um, Faulkner that says the past is not dead. The past is not even past. It's present, yeah. It's present. And why I bring that up is because so often we're, we can't even operate in faith because we are so far stuck back here. So our obedience is just out of our own sin still. Our obedience isn't from a place of belief. And so Lots more to say on that than I could say about being a new creation, about being, you know, transformed and not conforming, about the renewing of our mind, like so much of that. But it comes down to the gospel Mm -hmm. and literally trusting and obeying. Yeah. And then when you do that, when you are living loved of the Lord, people know and they don't just know you. They know Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And so super encouraged yeah. by verse 19. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll end with this. Uh, the kind of doxology at the mm-hmm. end, picking up in verse 25, it reassures us that God, who is the God of the gospel, yeah. the God of the, the living and the dead, and mm-hmm. he the says mystery. This, now mm-hmm. to him who is able to establish you in accordance with his gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles, us, <laughs> might come to the obedience that comes from faith, to the only wise God be glory forever, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast. As always, we want to hear what you're reading, share it, encourage other people to dive into God's Word, do it in community, and you will hear from us on Wednesday. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.